You've got a fast car. I've got a plan to get us out of here. Been working at the convenience store. Manage to save just a little bit of money and we won't have to drive too far. Just past the border and into the city and you and I can both get jobs. Finally see what it means to be living. Hi, I had a feeling that I belonged. Ben. Hey, shut up. I was just getting to Shut up. the most beautiful part of that entire song. Hey, man, the game's on. No, the Grammys are on. <laughs> In fact, we need to talk. If you're going to talk about football before you talk about the Grammys, I think you need to get your priorities straight and maybe align yourself with what's really in the zeitgeist in our culture. <laughs> hey, that's for real. Because the Grammys were so good this year, Paul. Dude, they went. So, the Grammys did go so hard in that one two-minute clip I saw circulated a thousand times the next day after. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't think I do, actually. I think you're a little bit less online than I am in that regard. But um, of course, we're talking about the you know this the chilling, bone chilling, heart tingling, um, show stopping performance of Tracy Chapman uh, and Luke Holmes. Combs, I said Combs, performing her song Fast Car, which he covered this year. Chills. Chills down my spine. Really? Okay, I'm half kidding, but half serious. But if 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 you were online and you saw the the intensity and the uh grandiosity of the takes about this performance, people saying that this is that Fast Car is the greatest song. In the history of the English language, and that at this and that this performance confirms that, and that we as a culture are so lost, <laughs> and need need songs like this, need songs about just getting in your car and driving away, and and uh, you know just saying, I gotta leave it all behind. It's a great song. It's it, a great song. It's a beautiful, great song, which is the only reason that it's a hit. Yeah, this year because it's a great song, right? Luke Combs hasn't added anything to it, but let me say this: I don't think it's amazing. Oh, okay, the writing of that particular song is very good. Yeah, great storytelling, very emotional. Uh huh. But I think you sort of kind of can sense the cracks in it. Uh huh. In it being a little immature, in that, in the pacing of it, she fills in like every little. Sp- spot huh in the melody if you know what i mean With, it is it is verbose yeah it's, it's verbose kind of, in that way it just i don't know when you hear it you think i don't know this might be the best that this person can do <laughs> i think that's probably true and that if that's your crowning achievement as a musician that you write that song that's pretty dang good but you heard it here first ben thinks tracy chapman is a hack and that the song fast car (laughs) is bad no it's a great song i just think i don't think it's i certainly don't think it's the greatest song song in the history of the english language certainly not certainly not the pacing the poetic pacing of it is a little forced it's a pop song you know it's it's a pop song and it's and it's not um especially complex complexity doesn't make something great or beautiful which i think is maybe what people are also saying when they say this is the best song ever 
is it's react it's reactionary right to take that position to to say that simplicity is always more profound than its opposite you know that's like what you see kind of come out of the woodwork when you when something like this happens just like well everybody's too everybody's too um you know too serious about this or is too uh over over educated in in whatever their art is and you just need to get back to the roots yeah i guess so i don't know maybe there's a little bit of truth to both both sides of the camp but um what else about fast car can i say but it's a good song so they performed together i know that yes they did and And it it was good okay here's a prompt actually that i was thinking through in my head did not get very far but if fast car is in the canon or is uh up there with the greatest songs in the history of the English language, which I think is such a, a stupid sentence to <laughs> say. Like, it's like saying the Eiffel Tower is the greatest building in the history of the world, you know, or like the the Mona Lisa is the greatest painting of all time. That's just a stupid thing to say. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you say that about anything? And the only other form of art that is ranked in that way is movies and it's pretty universally understood that ranking movies is pretty stupid too right but uh what tell that to shawshank redemption <laughs> which is crazy that go that goes to show that movie stinks man it's <laughs> i, I just haven't really seen it not, forever but i'm sure good. i wouldn't like it it's going really back cr- to it no yeah okay let's try to name five the five other best songs in the history of the english language oh Wow. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Hold your hand. There you go. It's got, you got to have a Beatles song in there somewhere. I mean, truth be told, that's kind of what I was reacting to. That is actually simple pop. Right. Tracy Chapman is heady. Yeah. It is headier. Sure. I know that song is, is fairly, you know, just emotive straight to the core. But it's still kind of indie heady. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe I, I don't know. We weren't really. I don't know when did that song come out? Mid nineties. It was heady for the nineties. Yeah, but but that said, a lot of nineties pop music was heady. Landis Morissette. Yeah. You know, uh, what's that song? Um, Religion <laughs> is a side of a cereal box. Something, <laughs> something like that, right? Everyone was talking about, or uh, like in, in Indigo Girls, like that sort of thing. Was everyone was like trying to make a a pop song that had like a philosophical message to it. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've got maybe a Beatles song in there. I want to hold your hand or, um, Blackbird, you know, Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're talking of the similar appeal. Okay. Blackbird sitting on the dock of the bay. I'm putting up that, that up there in the, uh, totally in the nominations. You know, I saw an article, Okay. That was like um, the story of Otis Redding's greatest and final hit. Sort uh-huh. of behind the scenes of how it was made. Okay. Didn't read it. <laughs> Didn't read it, but it looked really interesting. I even grabbed the link to send to you, but I, I didn't read it. So that's. I think I've got it. Somewhere. I probably wouldn't have ended up reading it myself. Um, but I do. You know, I, I do read stuff like that from time to time. 
I probably wouldn't read it, but I would put it as one of the tabs in my computer. Yep. And and I'll look at it maybe periodically throughout my work day and say, I'm going to read this later and then not. Yeah. I, I myself, I'm not a tab man. I like to keep a very tight rein on my tabs. Clean tabs. I try to do that as well, but and my tab etiquette has gotten better. However, do you ever like, um, <laughs> you ever be in a meeting with somebody and they screen share and you see their tabs? Yeah, everyone else is, is a million tabs. And it, and it, and it, and it looks like you Sign just of walked a weak into mind, the, a cluttered yeah, mind. You, it's like walking into a hoarder's home. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like there's, there's like. You can't read the label, so what no. good is it doing you? I guess. I don't even use bookmarks. <laughs> I do. Well, I'm serious. Okay, good for you, man. I know I know you have a great digital hygiene. This is something that, you know, is a point of pride for you. Good for you. I mean, I, I keep my tab. I, I would say I'm never more than 10, 15 tops. Okay. Where are you at? Time one. Hell. Well, <laughs> clearly the work you're not doing is not all that complex. You only have one tab open. Yeah, work is stupid. I don't care about it, so I'll close the tab. True. True, but don't you have to no, go couple, and look at different things? A couple. Well, I'll just type it in and go back to it. Yeah. No, I do a couple. Or do you have windows, I do a maybe? Tabs. You look, have different windows. I have a bunch of windows. Oh, he's a windows man. And and you do, you're doing design, so it's a little bit different. I have eight monitors. You have different programs. I have yeah. eight, eight monitors. You're, you have like the setup at the end of the dark night. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like suspended from the ceiling, floating it like... Spinning in a room full of 360 monitors. Right. That's what they, they did some unveiling of the new Apple um, headset thing. Yeah. And, and that's ads. like what it looks like. Yeah. You know, in your headset is you can have eight different screens going simultaneously in your inside your screen mm-hmm. and you can be touching and manipulating them. Minority them report. Around. It is minority report and it's uh, Ray, Brad, Ray Bradbury. Fahrenheid four fifty one. Raid, 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 bad, bad berry. Yeah, raid, raid, bad berry. Raid, bad berry. That's. Uh, we've never gotten beyond the aesthetic of Minority Report. No commercial I've about never seen technology has. Ex- You've never seen Minority Report? No, I have. That's a really good movie. I watch it. I watch Steven it. Spielberg, Tom Cruise, right. and it's a PKD book. When you have movie movies like Tom Cruise in them. <laughs> Uh, no, you're right. I definitely need to watch Minority Report, and I have been kind of going, you know, in into the past watching some better movies that I missed. Um, can't think of any of. Well, with the top Minority of my Report, head. you'll be going into the future because future, is it, future what, crimes. What, what, what I'm is, not going to spoil it. Okay, I'm just curious what the minorities are like. What what's the minority? minorities are? Precogs. They're these bald women who can see the future and they can tell when someone's going to commit crimes. So they put them in a pool. Oh shit. And then they monitor their thoughts. And so if a crime is going to be committed, the police will go arrest the person. I see. Are you hooked? I am. That's, that's fascinating. Yes. Um, Dune two coming out soon. Yep. I'm going to see it. I like like the first one. I like Dune. Yeah. I like, I'm going to go on the record and say, I like, I like it. It's not an action movie. That's that's it's, an important thing to know. It's really not right. Uh, it's like a poli- it's a political and it's the guy who drama. did. Um, what are some of the others? Um, let's see. Sicario. Yeah, it's a it's a, like a poetic slow type of action. Right. Not actually very heated. Yeah. 
Totally. Have you ever seen the David Lynch um, Dune? Um, yeah, yeah. You have? I haven't seen the other one, the the unreleased one, because David Lynch came in to rescue the production. I didn't know that. So I it was Jordowski. Kinda... He's this like French guy who I don't think very highly of, was the original director. Mm-hmm. It was a huge mess, so they brought in David Lynch to fix it. Right. And that's the movie we have. But because of our stupid culture, they re-released the initial failed version. Really? Like the original failed version. Yeah. That was not directed by David Lynch? Correct. Any... Well, so then which one is the David Lynch version? Like The one you... you've seen. The one. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've seen that one. Yes. Yeah. Kooky, spooky, strange. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we've got Sit on the Dock of the Bay, Fast Car, Blackbird, um what's that song um here we are now who's those who sings that who's that what's that song never, here we are now entertainer nirvana <laughs> come on um nirvana uh what's that one happy birthday to you happy birthday to you so you're gonna put fast car over happy birthday is it? I mean, what at what criteria are we ranking the best songs? <laughs> Come on, you, it, at Camptown Races, <laughs> this is the song that um, the frog sings in the uh, Looney Tunes cartoons. Hello, my baby. Hello, my brother. Hello, my ba- ragtime gal. That's a good one, even though it's canceled. The frog is canceled. <laughs> I didn't. I missed that. When did he get canceled? And it's what, funny. And it's for? funny though that you are naming these songs. I and I was thinking more songs like, "Into Club." Sure. Yeah. Oh, those. Those scroll here. OPP. Sure. Cream. Uh, nothing but it, but a G thing. Um, totally. And New York State of Mind. That's what came to mind for me. For sure. Personally, I think because <laughs> that's the way you were raised. <laughs> On, on old school hip hop, you know, it's like that's my world. <laughs> so everyone's gonna have a different definition of their, but like to even say that the greatest song ever recorded in the English language, it's yeah, it's just so it's just it's our so, it's, it's our, such bird brain hyperbole. It's our hyperbole culture. It's yeah, like to be simultaneously to like use that grandiose of language and express something so simple minded. Yeah, is a little baffling to encounter. It it's it scrambles my senses a little bit. Yeah, it's me. It's just language that's made for the internet, right? Trying to to peek through, to spike through the your your normal uh, view count. Yeah, totally, dude. The internet, crazy. It's crazy. crazy. It's like I can't. You know, these phones in our pockets. It's like, it's like there are our family. You see members. these kids on the street. They're just. Looking at it, they're just looking at their phones. I they're call just them glow faces. It. Me too. I do. I call them that. I call them. I call them that too. I call them glowfish. No, I goldfish. Do. <laughs> no, no, I do. I actually do. Seriously, <laughs> I actually do that sometimes. Seriously. Um, yeah. So what else happened at the Grammys? I didn't. No, I think that's. I heard it. Miley Cyrus was twerking. Yeah, she was. She was twerking. Um. Actually, in and reality, so she won best album, song, maybe, something, yeah, yeah, some single, uh-huh. which kind of proves that ten years ago, when she hatched her little plan to twerk at the Grammys, 
it worked. It was a long it was, game. It was a long game. Successfully transitioned from Disney kid right to edgy, gritty pop star. Yeah, for sure. Hey, You're absolutely job. right. Really hey, good well job, done. and you didn't have to job, pretend Miley. to date a NFL player to do it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> shots fired. Let's hear your biggest, hottest take. Just kidding. I love the Kelsey brothers. I listen to their podcast. I love their story. I love their mom. <laughs> I love their whole family. I just I'm wish starting there to was learn more about their brothers. I need. I Give need me more, more brothers. I, I need another family to know about. Uh, I want to know about their cousins. I want to know about their pets. I want to know where they went to elementary school. Do you think they have more listeners than we do? As brothers, I can't imagine that. Per brother, do you think they have more listeners than we do? I don't like to entertain the possibility that that could be true, but it might be. Yeah, we'll see. If they lose, then you know all bets are off. Right, they're they're done. It's it's over for them after that. If if the Chiefs lose, which they won't, um, that's I'm calling it right now. I hate to say it, but who who are you voting because for? Because there this is, game? who am I voting for? Yeah, <laughs> I'm voting. I'm casting my vote, and I'm putting the sticker on. I'm rooting for the 49ers, but mm-hmm. I I'm taking the Chiefs. You are. So let me get this. No, I don't. There's no reason for I don't put I don't bet money on anything, but because that would be immoral, immoral and wrong, yeah. and 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 uh, haram. It's just it's just <laughs> not a it's just not like a godly way to steward like the gifts that it's given. <laughs> It's fine. It's you not. got three three words into that sentence, and i i couldn't I couldn't see it all the way through to the end. <laughs> to steward resources in a godly way. You're right. Gambling ain't it. But hey, I mean, if you can multiply your money that rapidly, that's true. That's passive income. That's passive income. And if you know if you know ball, that's another thing. What do you do? You know ball. Do I know ball? Do you know ball? Yes. Yes. I said mall. Yeah, I, I don't know think ball. Anybody, I don't think I, knew, I know ball. Anymore. I know ball, but back up one sec. So it's the 49ers are versing who? <laughs> Chiefs. It's Chiefs are versing the 49ers. Okay. They're versing tomorrow. So it's and coastal coastal elites versus flyover country. That's right. Yep. And isn't it ironic that most of, uh, let's say, well, there's going to be a lot of red tomorrow. We're going to see a lot of red on the field tomorrow. Very, yeah. It'll be a very red game. Um, a lot of a lot of those folks who would typically be pulling for the flyover team because they don't like the coastal elites, they seem to have turned against the Chiefs for one particular reason. Why is that? There's some some. Some some pretty singer, lady who's now associated with the with the team who seems to elicit very strong reactions from people for some reason or another. Hmm. Can't couldn't imagine why. And she's going to be kneeling during the national anthem. I, I did. Heard, I did. I, heard, I did hear that. I heard that she's she's gonna no. She's gonna actually. She's gonna actually like hold out hold hold out her arms like she's on a cru- crucifix, <laughs> and and then. Uh, I wish you'd do meal. something cool like that. Something, something she, she doesn't do anything cool. I know. I you know. can't expect her to do anything cool. And that's that's totally okay. Right. There's no reason to be... Here's the thing. 
if you're waking up every day and making the choice to be mad about Taylor Swift or upset about Taylor Swift, there's something wrong <laughs> in your life and in your heart to make to willingly make that or unconsciously to make that choice. You don't have to care. You don't have to be mad. You don't have to like it either, one way or another. I happen to be on the side of absolutely loving it. <laughs> That's the choice that I've made. I hope I hope they get married. I hope I hope they have children. I hope those children two of them become professional football players and two of them become professional singers. That would be very cool. And then they marry each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um complete the circle. Uh so yeah, who who cares really about the game? It it's not the outcome that we wanted. I don't think anybody really wanted wanted to see these two team two teams in the Super Bowl. I wanted to see some of the underdogs. Yeah, of course. Um, but they really should be rigging these games to make them more interesting. They should be. Some some are arguing that they already do. Really? Yeah. But I don't believe I don't believe in that particular type of conspiracy because Sports, by definition, are like about the spontaneity of like, spontaneity of the physical, physical realm. Right. You know, like unless they are literally like controlling the ball with their remote control. I don't think like their calls of referees are significant That's enough significant. to 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 you know yeah. determine the out lar- outcomes on a larger scale. The ball could be on a string. It could be on a string. That's true. That's why they play in domes now. They, it's just hanging from the ceiling the the string. Yeah. And if you look very closely, you can see the string. There's one guy up there holding it, running (laughs) as fast as it can. (laughs) And when it when it's with when it's in somebody's arms, he has to run at their pace. And when a fumble, and when, he has when, a to, fumble, when they throw it, he has to run really fast. <laughs> when they fumble, he has to yank really hard. Is the and it pops fall out. down? Ooh, ooh, and bounce all over. That would be a, the the job of a lifetime. <laughs> that would be amazing. God, I've always wanted to go in any um, theater, amphitheater, stadium in the rafters. You should have done tech. I know. I think you were too social of a kid to to do tech. You were too cool, like. But those those people who ended up in the in the theater tech world, they they found a whole world, a whole social world. Yeah, there, which is better, very it's cool. a better path. It is a better path, but then being it's hard to get there. Mid at sports, being yeah, being mid and yeah, mid mid level, popularity, athleticism, um, and good lookingness. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which is we 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 spent a lot of time in the middle. That's for sure. But Meanwhile, we, those theater kids were having a lot of sex. Way 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 more sex than almost probably anybody actually <laughs> in the school. Yep. Um. There's. I mean, think about how many little nooks and crannies there are in in those <laughs> yeah. those uh, parts of the school. Yeah. All, all the little, you know, corners. What's and under the stage? What's in the orchestra? The black bed? box. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's called the black box. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, speaking of the Super Bowl and performances, I, for one, am pretty excited to have um, who I believe to be a luminary of our generation doing the halftime show. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. 
<laughs> that came on the radio the other day and we were playing name that tune with my kids uh-huh and you know bad on them because they say the name of the song and the name of the artist in the first five seconds of the song that's right and, and <laughs> yeah usher usher yeah <laughs> they could still couldn't get it and that your kids couldn't get it still yeah. you know that song unfortunately also is it gives me a little bit of ptsd to being forced to participate in a dance off I, which which is not something I'm opposed to necessarily. Yeah, the song. That was a song. That's not at actually our, a very our, good it wasn't, dancing that's song. That's the thing. At our cousin's wedding, our our cousin was like, we need to get a dance Yeah, but we did our going. job, which is to be out there. But there was nobody else on the stage or on the dance floor. Usually, it wasn't a circle. It didn't happen yeah. organically, and he forced it to happen, so everybody was off the dance floor and it was just us one at a time <laughs> dancing in the middle not all good. by ourselves not good we did we we held our own yeah but oh man i went to a, a wedding where the groom is of indian ethnicity and many most of the attendees as well so it wasn't per se an indian wedding but it was largely influenced that way which you know, are renowned and especially for they choreograph dances, they prepare, right. they do all this amazing entertainment. Very, very fun. And my idiot friends have this tradition of going out and singing a song with no or like miming a song with no preparation and no plan. Any any one any song. Elephant Love Medley. They always do the same song. We always do Elephant Love Medley. Right. From from Moulin Rouge. From Moulin Rouge. And we decided, you know, we're going to look really bad uh-huh. because we didn't prepare at all. Well, I thought so that was the whole it. point that you, do, you don't prepare for. Well, that's kind but, of... But it had been 10 years since the last wedding. At, at a certain age, too. It's sort of like the charm of just being yeah, well, unprepared and expecting praise. Sure. <laughs> I get. I totally agree with that. I mean, but that being said... There's so much. There's a lot of generosity to be given in those contexts for that, that. Those types of antics, which I can I can be on board with for the most part. And age is just a number. The so difference, true. The difference between thirty five and twenty five ain't that big. True. Right. That's all in our heads. But so you did not do the elephant. How does that one go again? We didn't. Love is a many. A many. What. Love is a love is a many splendid thing. Love lifts us up where we belong. Love lifts it's us up where we belong. It's okay, so it's you like guys know you all two. the parts. It's like half you two. Yeah. Part David Bowie. Right. Yeah. From Moulin Rouge. Yeah, it's great. That's it's really great cool song. that it's you guys have song. that extremely um, weird tradition that you. It started made. accidentally yeah. at my wedding. That's where it started. Yeah. I remember it because they all sang it around. I think I think Brett may have started it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Um, it's one of the few things I remember because I was wasted. Just kidding. <laughs> I, was I was high. I was high. high. I was drunk. No, I was 20, actually. Um, but uh, anyway. Sniffing glue. Yeah. <laughs> it was a dark time. Yeah. Um, that, that does remind me of uh, another wedding since we're getting into wedding stories. And I think this is all preface for... Uh, Patrick Kelsey popping the question for for Taylor Swift to Taylor Swift on the on the 50 yard line tomorrow after he wins. Oh, sorry, Travis Kelsey. 
Yeah. Pat- Patrick uh, Travis Mahomes will be the MVP of the game. Patrick Kelsey is going to walk away with a new fiance. Wow. Oh, wait. I got the names wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Patrick Travis. Actually, all right. We'll get back to your wedding, whatever the heck you're going to say, but put on your, your madman copywriter yeah. hat for a second here. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's always on. Thinking very coldly. What would be the best outcome of this relationship for for Taylor Swift's career? See, that is like that is a level of public messaging that is so like in another stratosphere that it is hard to think of it in I th- I think we relate to it in the same way that human beings related to the machinations of their respective gods in Mesopotamia. Mm. Like like in terms of like what she decides to do, what these people decide to do with their lives and what how the world and people are going to interpret that and what the effect is going to be is like so massive and but also simultaneously incoherent that I I wouldn't I wouldn't be the guy you want in the room to make that decision. Hmm. Let's say that. I think you have to be a real sicko to be to be invested at that level of PR. Okay. Like brand of like celebrity brand messaging. I think that stuff's crazy. So but you're passing the bag. Okay. I'm passing the bag. I'm going to pass up that bag. And I'll take it. Here here's you what ta- you do. You take the bag. They're already too late for this. They they missed the opportunity. But a month ago they need to start teasing that what's his name Travis Kelsey, Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Travis Scott has uh, terminal Rant, cancer. Right. <laughs> terminal cancer. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you know, what's going to happen? Like, he he could die any day. He doesn't have long to live. He proposes at the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift says yes. They get married. He dies a month after. <laughs> That's it. That's it. She's that, then that is it. She is coronated. Completely ascended. She's the queen. Yeah. She's literally the queen of the world. Yeah. At that point. See, you could be in those rooms. You, you could be doing it. Um, you know, it, ultimately at the at the end of the day, though, I've said this before. I think I think we give the people who are making these decisions, quote unquote, too much credit. Yeah. In the, in their supposed strategy quote unquote there's definitely strategy happening with that stuff but it's 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 an eight ball it's a magic eight ball that most people are rolling and people at that level are not that smart anyway yeah they're just no, not. They're not like they're, think about it they're just i've never seen a professional person be that smart no they're just it's just you're just BSing, and then whatever happens you you just take the credit for it and say it was you a win. You take credit and then you go to the, you take whatever next step you take. Yeah, even if it was a loss, you say it was a win. Right. Yeah. For sure. No, I think I think he has to be diagnosed before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. It's and, it's a bit late. And, and he plays after taking his first round of chemo. <laughs> and he plays ball. We're not trying to make his career, though. We're trying to make hers. Well, he's going to die. Okay. But he plays with chemo, and he's, he's lost all his hair. Yeah, and he he proposes on the fifty yard line, 
then says, we're going to Disneyland. No, we're going to Disney World. That's because that's what they, that is a thing that after the Super Bowl, you know that? Uh, you yeah. This? It's always a commercial. Vaguely. It's always a commercial at the end of the Super Bowl every every year. The, the winning, either the MVP or the winning quarterback looks to the, looks to the camera and says, I'm going to Disney World or we're going to Disney World. And then because they do a parade there, whatever. The crazy shit, man. What <laughs> just just saying this stuff out loud is just wild. But man, you, it just gets me excited about it. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. What are the other ones? Um, are you ready for some football? See, that's different. That's like the, here comes the football. That's right. Are you talking the Carrie Underwood? Carrie are you un- underwear about version. Some football. <laughs> Carrie Underwood version. I guess or, so. Yeah, I don't, probably. I don't, think, I don't think the other guy is a known country singer except for for that song. I, like, is it a famous country singer? I don't know. The the guy who sings "Are Are You Ready for Some Football?" Probably. Hmm. He must have been somebody. It's not. It's definitely not Toby Keith, right? Uh, I I, I don't know. Well, we're we're out of my depth. I, hey, I don't know. Well, Toby Keith did just pass. Toby Keith passed. He died like two days ago. All right, I'm thinking of a different guy. Who are you, you're thinking of? Garth Brooks? No. Let me let me Google him. You're thinking of Toby Mac. <laughs> yep. No, Toby Keith. It wasn't Toby Keith who sang that? No. Okay. It's just a bearded, generic country guy, I think. I'm thinking of the really snatched one. What does that mean? Like very skinny, bronze. Singer? Yeah. Kenny Chesney? Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Okay, that's not Toby Keith. Okay. Um, Toby Keith is the big burly, um, really like redneck kind yeah. of one. He did the uh, boot in your ass. Oh, boot, put a boot in your ass, make you never forget. It's the American way, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But also, he did should have been a cowboy, which was his first good. That was his real hit. Mm. That's what put him on the map. Should have been around Should have been a cowboy. Have you heard the one? This is who? Toby Keith? Toby Keith. Yeah. Okay. I'm tracking now. Yeah. Have you heard the song same year? So the, you know, 9-11 fervor year. Right. The song he did with um, Willie Nelson uh, on the same theme. I don't think so. It's a, it's on the boot oh, up their I ass think theme. I, ha- I think I have heard it actually. Not it's a good look for Willie Nelson. Look. Yeah. That's too bad. What were you saying about f- weddings? It was a fever. Um, I, I don't think it was actually that interesting if I recall, um, what was I saying about weddings? I don't know. Someone's wedding. Being the bad boy at the <sighs> wedding. Maybe. I, I, it's, it's escaping me. I forgot what thread led me there in the first place. All right. We can come back to it. So, all right. Since we're talking about country and uh, music. Mm-hmm. Did, were there any other outcomes of the... The Grammys that were interesting. No, I I did not watch the Grammys. I didn't watch the Grammys, Ben. Oh, oh. I, I it you was just it. the Tracy Chapman thing. I don't think there's any award show that I that I'll watch. I'll, I'll pay attention after to after what happens at the Oscars, you know. But hey, if we have any hand to hand combat at this year's Oscars, then sign me up, <laughs> which seems to be a precedent. Um, but I have seen a few of those, you know, a few of those movies, 
some some pretty good ones like like the Scorsese Martin Scorsese film Martin Scorsese Scorsese um really like the holdovers American Fiction was really cool if you saw trailers for that one I thought it was really good it's one of our one of our um member of the uh certified bald pimp club Jeffrey Wright oh yeah 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 that does Play, look plays good. an author that looks good it's good it's good good flick anyway well what are you looking at there what do you got well i was looking at the golden globes so this happened right oh the globes golden globes hollywood's brightest night i think which yeah um oppenheimer that that was a movie barbie another movie that was another movie. Okay. I thought Oppenheimer. I don't know. I don't know. Did you watch it? Not spectacular. You watched it on a small screen at home. I in 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 two sittings. Yeah, but I I know that doesn't change them. The, the parts of it that I liked, I wish there was a lot more. Of. Which I, I'm I'm interested in what your critique. The is. moments that were not purely biographical. I don't think any biopic is good. There wasn't that much biopic stuff though. I thought it was all plot history chipping through history just kind of like which parts most of it you mean the you're not talking about the courtroom stuff uh the courtroom stuff i did not like at all see i i, I, I did like i didn't see the point of that see i think it, it the film well c- continue that's all the, the, i liked a, I more of the was... philosophical consequence you know c- sure. contemplating the consequence of the which the, the the most quoted line you know is like I have I, become I, death. Well, that's, I like, you know, that sort of thing, that I vibe. Become death. And then sort of like what he said to Einstein. Which um, was what? It was like um, a whole, whole lot of nothing or something like that. No, you know, I asked you if, what were the chances that we would destroy the world? I believe that we did. Or something like that. Yeah, I that already we, forgot. That stuff is interesting. You're right. I agree. But I feel like that was limited to very small portion you couldn't have made that a whole movie i don't think i know but i thought that the what a lot of people disliked about the movie which was the political courtroom drama of him and his his credentials and his legacy being stripped i found very interesting because i thought the actual main theme of the movie is in is encapsulated in that narrative of of the movie in that it's about the making of an american myth and it's the the creation of the myth of a person Mm -hmm. or the deconstruction in his case in the way that his his influence and legacy was re-narrated several different times throughout his life and litigated and changed by different political factors right and so that's why it's his I think the movie is about it's it's his name, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. not about it's not called like what death have we wrought or something, you know, the the explosion that changed the world. It's it's about the making of American myths, essentially. Mm-hmm. And there could have been more interesting ways to tell that part of the story, I think, than setting it all in, you know, a little courtroom, like where he's which is kind of funny because the stakes of that whole part of the movie are that he just loses his security clearance, right? To like be, you know, privy to like decisions and stuff. 
but it is the point the point of it is like that and also the Robert Downey Jr. characters I thought was pretty interesting that that his entire meaning for being was to accrue political power whereas Oppenheimer was uh he was not necessarily interested in it until it was um too late or he was and then basically regretted regretted any sort of vying for power that he had made before if that makes sense mm-hmm. i yeah. thought i thought he came out oppenheimer came out looking you know like a admirable figure yeah which yeah. maybe you could say is not good i don't know that was the that was the subject matter at the at the time when the movie came out but who cares mm-hmm. at the same time yeah what about Barbie what I didn't you think see about it. Barbie I didn't see it oh you didn't okay it's not like, my thing like <laughs> just not for me <laughs> yeah, nah. yeah likely story likely story sounds like someone avoiding avoiding the uh, the real issues as you speak my shoulders just get higher and higher and higher <laughs> I, I don't know I just I just don't know I haven't I seen it yet I will tell I you that there is a really cool like five minute advertisement for like a Ford um, a Ford electric vehicle that you just have to see <laughs> cool alright I mean it <laughs> sounds better than Lady Bird I'll say that it's better than Lady Bird so great yeah cool equally um, lauded at the time so yeah it's good it's good to be improving. <laughs> yep, Ben. You hear, Ben's got to give his kudos to Greta Gerwig <laughs> for for improvements. Yep. Um. Yeah, we've got not a lot going on in the world. I think clearly on the on the pop culture front that that's of that much interest and consequence. Although I can't wait to see Usher break it down tomorrow. <clears throat> My bet is on Ludacris coming out. Yeah. And Alicia Keys at one point to sing My Boo mm. with him. Cool. Maybe Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. You think it could be Justice Bieber? I Well, I don't think... I think the reason why he wouldn't is because, hey, they've never really had a song Because he's together. not a U.S. citizen. <laughs> exactly. Um, but also because... Uh, He's kind of a bigger star than Usher is, and you yeah, don't want to. You don't want to upstage you don't the, do that. The then again, he might opener. not have a choice. Who Usher? Usher, right? Usher. Usher might not have a choice. What is I, that Usher's I, I, real name? I don't know. I think it might actually be Usher. Huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let uh, me just look here at the gold, 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 Golden Globes. Um, only other thing I listen recognize. Did you see Poor Things? I didn't. didn't see no, that. I I have um. Come to the conclusion that I don't like that guy's movies. Who is it? Yorgos, Somethingopoulos. He's a Greek chap. I did like his mo- his previous movie, the one with Emma Stone. I think it's called The Affair. And but I did not like his other ones that are considered you know critically really edgy and cool he i i kind of lump him in with uh similar feelings that i have towards ari aster mm-hmm. which i've been well documented on this program to uh 
find I find his I I knew I find his POV uh, misanthropic. I think The Lobster, another one of his films, lauded films, is ass. Same. That movie sucks. Completely agree. That movie is a joke that you could tell in ten seconds and then stop. Right. What if What if there was a world where single people had to be turned into into animals? Yeah. Great. Let's stop there. That's all we need. It's a thought experiment. There, we we, that's what qualifies as edgy and interesting <clears throat> to to a lot of you know what people and too. a lot of people now is a sort of it's it's just high. It's a concept, and if the concept is novel enough and has the guise of being edgy and provocative, yeah, then that gets you over the finish line. Yeah, you know what annoys me too is movies like that will end end up on sci-fi lists as yeah, it's best not sci-fi, sci-fi movies. It's not sci-fi. It's not sci-fi. <laughs> That's not hard sci-fi. When I, <laughs> it's neither hard or soft sci-fi. What I want from a sci-fi is is cool, creepy aliens. Sure. Yeah, you want other otherworldly. A whole planet made out of jungle. Whole planet that's uh, underwater. Sure. Whole planet that's. So you're a huge fan of the entire underwater sequence in um, The Phantom Menace. Wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> I, when I was seven when that came out, I thought, I thought it was, was sick cool. that, that they, was they cool. could breathe underwater. They like took they these, had little, these little things. Yep. Yeah. That's not hard sci-fi, but no. I guess I just like space opera, you know? Do I'm you? Like, yeah, space opera. You space mean opera is like is like far, far, far future or past. Big, big universe set in space on spaceships. I don't really want. I don't. I don't really enjoy like 20, fifty years in the future. You know. Sure. Give, give me a gigantic universe. Right. Part of the part that's of the thing that's that, part of what is so cool about Dune is the scale right. the scale of it. Right. Yeah. Dune is Dune is not. That created action, but very cool world. Mm-hmm. Very that's all, and they really got that. That that's what it's about. Um, one thing that kind of sucks in the news about the new Star Wars, which have good parts, is they really shrink the world. Hmm. So, you learned something in the original Star Wars about what's going on with a few people on a few planets. So in the new ones, they just hit those things over and over again. So they don't expand the world at all. It's like we're back on Naboo and we're revolving around the exact same plot lines and people. So it makes it feel it makes the world feel so small or it's like, I guess I've seen everything. Hmm. There's nothing else going on here hmm. outside of this span of like three years and, and five people. As opposed to the old ones, which you're saying they. Well, in, in the old ones, everything was new. So it made you feel like you're just seeing a pinhole into a gigantic universe. Sure. But the more you dwell on the little pinhole, you, you just think, I guess there's not that much more going on. I see. I see. I think I know what you're talking about. I, have, I haven't watched them recently enough to know. What? Do you think, do you think there's any level of um, just like the familiarity itself of with Star Wars IP and lore is no longer novel enough to hold your attention with just like a basic storyline. Well, yeah, that but that's what I mean. Just 
and make some new characters sure. make some make up some new plots yeah why wouldn't you do that so you're saying they they they're not making up new plots at all no they're it's all referential back to the, the whole like the big three the big three trilogy skywalker trilogy yeah aside from the little spin-off ones which were better um they're they're just dwelling like it it is just backstory okay and forward story i guess well it's forward story i'm gonna have to take your word for it because even when i did see those new ones i was i was fucked up no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um i was just i i don't have a deep enough connection to star wars in general to to look at them at that level neither do i i just think you have a good you have a nice little world to play in foundation to build on is there any new star wars coming out anytime soon i would love to talk about this paul i don't know probably (laughs) of course there is i think they're churning out these shows they know that that's where the high roi is right of course did you watch the um one about ben kenobi i did was it good started off okay the story like like many of those just kind of falls apart Hmm. but those aren't it's not i mean speaking of it's not really for adults (laughs) well you'd be i mean you'd probably be surprised by how many how much of the audience is adults yeah um i don't want to talk about true detective i'll just say it sucks yeah I, 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 I clicked out in the second episode. I tried. I did. I really, really, really tried and really wanted to like it. There's just a point where you're like, hmm, the taste is not here. It's not here. It's never going to be here. It's just not there. It just it's, it just ain't it. Sorry. Love Jodie Foster. Right. Okay. Well, we've got a lot to look forward to, folks. The Super Bowl. So true. The election. The election even i'm excited i'm just excited me too i think there's just so many opportunities for new new things we have no we're not going to talk about that <laughs> we're not not even in a not even as a joke am i going to talk about yeah. the election um but you and i both recently have been kind of on a country country kick and i know it is it is like um kind of like the first rule of fight club which i s- tried to read fight club and it isn't good it turns out it's a movie the movie's good it's a movie paul but there's a book that it's based off of and the book kind of sucks but first rule of fight club what has it been i don't know you you should know i oh um i can't say it. i can't say it can I? you can say the rule oh, okay don't talk about it yeah that's right first rule of fight club don't talk about fight club first rule of podcasting don't talk about other podcasts on a podcast <laughs> It should be at least, but uh, got to give credit to to a sure, but tr- truly awesome podcast that I couldn't can't recommend enough. KFM Country Radio, um, just kind of invigorated an entire interest in an, a whole genre of music that had only only attracted me on its edges. Yeah, you know, throughout most of my listening life, always like what's if there's a country edge to a rock band that i like or there's a country edge to a folk singer that i like i've always been a palatable to that or amendable to, be, to that but rarely ever like fully just like like sat there and listened to a morgan wallen's album all the way through 
mm-hmm. which I've done like several times in the last couple months. <laughs> You've listened to the one with 36 tracks or I think I I think I did when I was driving yeah. at one point. So because it, it's it's entertaining. It it truly is. Yeah. And some of the some of those songs really go. They really do. The Morgan ones? Yeah. Which ones? I need something you prove. Okay, that one's good. That one's good. Um, Something else, something else. The Tasting What You're Drinking one, I don't think is very good. I don't know if I know that one. Um, I love you more than my hometown. Or no, I can't love you more than my hometown. But That's from his old older one. Um, I don't know. He's just got to... He doesn't write his own songs, but, you know, something about his sort of gravelly... Uh, he just he just so transparently is a really douchebag. like douchey stupid <laughs> person that you knew and know but he's just so happens to have like a magical way with melody and and I'm not saying he has a great voice it's the way he he runs over he runs with his melodies the way he creates a a flow and and emotes into these lines about being an alcoholic shithead you know which is basically what every song is about in the new album right i mean more or less i mean i need to go back i don't i don't I, oh, really i'm not making a critical appraisal you here. love him you love him fine I, I, i'm making a I'm, I'm acknowledging conflicting realities within myself is yeah. what i'm what is what i'm pointing at. i don't get how he's so huge which he he really is huge Mm-hmm. he's massive the top 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 i and like many, him now more years. even than because a you kind like of gateway even, even more after <laughs> the ring cam that's wow i actually like this guy that's what half the country that's thought. half the country actually this guy is right. pretty cool it's pretty cool that he just yeah did that and bounced back from it and didn't didn't apologize i don't know if he apologized or not but like um i kind of had a little gateway via Zach Bryan, which kind of he kind of blew up in the last year, and I listened to his his previous album, which is like kind of like indie country, and it's good. But now I'm to the point where I I find him insufferable. Yeah, I would take definitely take Morgan over what Zach Bryan is now and what he is now. Where he's trending, right? He's the one with he has a song with Casey Musgraves yeah, out, right? Which is actually a pretty good song, but which is fine, but it is indie. It's just indie. Like how do you mean? It's Gregory Allen Isaacoff. Right. It's not really country. Which isn't indie either. It's it's folk indie folk indie folk. Yeah. Indie, indie folk. folk. So when I say I, if you when you when you say hard indie, I'm gonna defend the word indie like you defend the word sci-fi. <laughs> right. Like in indie, that's that's pavement. That's that's uh, Towns Van Zandt. That's um, that's Wilco. That's the stuff they play on Indie 102.3. Indie 102.3. We're back and we've got what, another what, song are, for the, do you listen to We're the back. We got another song for the Lumineers coming right at you. <laughs> um I I don't I should listen you should to the listen radio. You should listen more. to the radio. There are yeah. two in our locality, two country stations. There's the Bull, which is like today's country where you'll hear Morgan mm-hmm. regularly. And they have an old school channel around the 103 mark, something like that, right. which is pretty fun. Sure. Well, here's what here's what 
both of us have been able unable i think to articulate or i'm not able to articulate about like something like that show country kfm country radio is it's something about art appreciation that i still haven't managed to figure out how to do right which is like to paradoxically like something while hating it at the same time (laughs) Yeah. Without like experiencing inner turmoil over it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is what Sam, the host of that show, Sam Buck, does is that he doesn't he doesn't wrestle with the fact that he loves the music and right. also finds it incredibly stupid. Yeah. It's not about, oh, this is so is this problematic to like this music or is it is it bad in reference to this other thing? It's just it just is what it is. And then you can, you can just have fun with it. So just have fun with it. Yeah. You know, I agree. Yeah. I don't, I don't quite know how to do it. Right. Yet. I think it's a flaw of, of being, of, of being, um, a straight person, uh, in, in part, uh, and just maybe being overly self-serious about too many things. Yeah. I, this is a, this is a criticism. Do you understand? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> <Not a joke>. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, that's definitely true. Because I'll, I mean, I, there's still a bridge I can't cross with a lot of country. Right. And I also, you know, lived closer to sure. certain types of people of these stripe. Right. In greater proximity than than Sam Buck has. Okay. I mean, so that's... some of it just isn't cute to me. Right. But still but i don't think he probably finds it cute i know i I don't i don't think there's a (laughs) no no cosplay necessarily cosplay going on or or an excusing of the oh no that's what or romanticizing of it no and like no it's exactly what you're saying yeah you can you can hate it and love it without conflict no but i can also understand being like it having experienced it firsthand and there's an association with it and you can't detach that from what where it comes from you know, or where it is popular. Yeah. What I, what I, what I still can't get, like, can't enjoy at all is any country that is about country. Yeah, 100%. Country that's about being country that's just about the identifiers. It's the most, that is the most, well, it, in a way that is the, like, defining feature of most yeah. country music still to this day. I think there's less of it than there. I think maybe that's fading away, like... Doesn't seem like Morgan Wallen does that that much, yeah. Which is part of what is actually because yeah, he's right. just so like he's so like doltishly, oafishly focused on himself and his struggles. Yeah. There is no, there's not any, there's no commentary, right? Yeah. No, no, you're you're right. That's true. And and so like it's not like. I'm writing a song about being a small town boy and yeah. I need to prove that I'm a small town boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it should be. And he, he is more this way about singing about life yeah. and the detail, the actual mundane details of your life and context, which in country turn out to be kind of interesting. Right. Because they're, because those details are, yeah, interesting. But not about yeah, signifiers, the tropes of, in themselves. Right. Yeah. When it when it is the signifiers, that's when it starts to become really really insufferable. So so, basically, like Toby Keith, you know, he's a he's a culprit. 
yeah. of that type of type of thing. Um, let's see. Let let's look through some top country songs right now. Okay. Pretty little poison. Don't know it. Don't know it. Warren Ziders. The painter. I don't know what that is. Where the wild things are. Luke Combs. I think Luke Combs is. Abby and I were talking about this. I think because country has moved production entirely to Nashville, uh-huh. as far as I know, just really centralized there. And I'm assuming in the past it would have been a little more disparate, spread out, small recording studio in Dallas, small recording studio in Tucson. Memphis. Yeah. What I also don't like in any contemporary, some contemporary country, is the Nashville oh yeah vibe where there's a it's a almost perfect overlapping venn diagram with contemporary christian same you can hear the same producers and singers and big-hatted guy right on the on the dials in the truth absolutely and it's just the production quality luke combs has a very christian lately i don't think i've listened to much luke combs other than fast car to me, he has a very Christian-sounding right. production. Here, but I was thinking about that as well, like differently recently myself. Like, so why then is even though the the Venn diagram is very close, what prevents them from overlapping entirely? Because you listen to some of these very popular pop country songs that are on country charts that are just regular, you know, non-Christian affiliated. And it's like, it is a word for word, like evangelical, you know, phrase or something like that. Like I can't, you know, like my mama says a beat up Bible is the best kind of Bible or something like that. Yeah. You know, like, and that's in a country song. So what, what makes that not CCM or not as insufferable as CCM? It's still insufferable. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but it's it's different at the same time there's like a there's a tonal oh it's not a it's a it's a sort of like difference would, in pov at that point i would almost prefer to be christian music like je- the what's the big jelly roll song uh i don't it, know it's just about how he prays even though he's a bad person right who gives a shit? I, I hate that song. Like, <laughs> that's there's nothing worse. That is there's the nothing to that. That's yeah. the most boring trope. And it and it's never gonna go away. I hate yeah. to break to you, but that that is I, one of the I most fundamental. I would prefer Christian music at that point. I agree. Huh. I agree with that. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> see, I, I'm I'm uh, not listening to anything like that. I, I yeah. And, and if I if I hear it, it, it gives me a chuckle more than anything else. But it, but it's because so, it's just so serious and it's so like, it's said so earnestly. Yeah, it's almost like an artifact of another another time. That's like, do people really feel this way? You know, I don't know. Like, I think Sam Buck has the definitive take on Jelly Roll of like it's performative for right. most people. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, I like country. I like Jelly Roll. Because he's just like a big goofball or yeah okay yeah yeah what kind of name is jelly roll yeah what the heck what the heck kind of name is that let's keep looking here i'll stop when i recognize one i remember everything 
That is a very that's the one I'm thinking of when I say um Gregory Allen Isaacoff. That's the Casey Musgraves song. Okay. Right. After that, White Horse, Chris Stapleton. That's a great song. Banger. Wow. See, that's what I'm I mean, and I know that that is actually also what Sam would call um you know, blue dim, like a southern southern dim. Yeah, right. Uh like like but B- Biden, Southern Democrat type country, which is a qualitatively different thing as well. Yeah. But those people, people, he'll be he'll win a country music award. Yeah. You know, and be at the top of the charts, because it's bars, it's straight bars all the way through. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. same with Sturgill Simpson and uh, Tyler Childers, those three, they've they've got it. Yeah. I like it. Man made a bar. There's a Morgan. Right. See, that's the extent of his philosophy is is where <laughs> where does alcoholism come from in in relation to the divine? That's what more that that is where what Morgan Wallen brings to the table. <laughs> Damn. It's Damn. true. He he is a I mean, that's also a very common trope in a lot of country music is like the drunkard's plea, you know, yeah. the drunkles, drunkard's complaint. Um, but he does a good, he does a dang good job of it. Okay. Yeah. Well said. Um, I don't recognize the rest of these. There's a Kenny Chesney song on here. Kenny. Last night is good. Last night we let the liquor yeah. talk. Oh man, that was a... You missed this because you're not on you're not online like I am anymore. But um, you're familiar with the brand of wine, Josh. Yeah. You know, just you know, I, I would say lower middle tier grocery store wine. Yeah. Bottle 15, 16 point price point, something like that. Yeah. Um, and it was just a. Uh, I'm feeling just a single tweet, or maybe it was an Instagram post. Someone it was just like someone holding a bottle of Josh, and it was just. Tonight we let the Josh talk. <laughs> we're we're letting the Josh talk this weekend. <laughs> Fast car, Luke Combs. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize the rest of these. Guess I'm not really that up on it. Uh, Lainey Wilson. She's the one from Louisiana. Right. She's she's very country. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know any of her songs, but she's a character. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's another character who is uh, interesting in this world, and uh, he's the guy who Casey Musgraves was married to. Who before before <laughs> Cole? No, Cole. Oh, Cole. I yeah, mean, I mean Cole. Were they married? I think so. I thought they were just or maybe dating. they were just dating. Oh, what? Okay, that what dude, about him? He's hilarious. He's, he's the, the best. He's the, he's the best. <laughs> If you haven't heard or seen this guy, he is like every, he is in my lowest moments of self-perception. He's my worst fear of myself, of what I could become. Well, this is what I said to you. Either you or I. Right. Take any, you know, very kind of mildly indie, artsy semi-intellectual type type liberal arts person yeah if such as us 
if we had been successful in our 20s at all mm. and gotten any positive feedback. Sure. But yeah, I don't know enough about the guy to know if he got, he actually did get any positive feedback other, other than dating Casey Musgraves. Well, what else do you need? Right. From the universe. That, that's where you're on the right track. Exactly. For sure. But like, it's, I don't know if he ever had any Before real that, success as a writer or anything like that. It doesn't seem that way. But he's a, he, he considers himself a writer. He's like kind of a, he's a copywriter for right. one, which yeah. is, which is like, you know, I've, my life is one a copywriter the, One of the right highest now. vocations that there is. <laughs> it's a high path. It's like, it goes. It's not for everyone. Doc, doctor. Um, like like a, a high like first responder emt and like yeah. like bomb situation you know like uh war play situations and copywriters right um and then after that seal team six <laughs> seal teams there, there are probably some guys from seal team six who have become copywriters um but <laughs> i don't know about that. no i i just i just mean like it, it's a, it's a it's a dangerous vocation in that like you can very quickly believe that you're doing something very interesting, and like, um, yeah. and because you can get a you can get a reward from it, right? Because it's it's monetarily something. It's not nothing compared mm-hmm. to being like an actual writer, yeah. like like a person who sits and writes. where you could write for a year and and literally, literally not have any reward for it literally, literally never nothing. receive a penny for it yeah you, or literally nobody could see it you can right. write write a novel for 10 years that that no, nobody ever sees and it could be an amazing novel that nobody that never gets published yeah and you have created a work of art that will never be seen and i'm this is not i'm not projecting this statement i've never i'm, I'm not talking about myself yes, i'm talking about yes. other far more talented people who have done that type of thing and you get no reward reward for that but like getting on the internet and figuring out a way to like market yourself and you know having a hot famous girlfriend certainly helps but also like to like juice the algorithm a little bit on social media to the point where people are like i'm kind of vibing with this right now yeah you know i'm kind of vibing with this guy's vibe yeah um that's a that's a heady cocktail of like self of of self delusion like artistically speaking that probably isn't going to end well if if um if you break up with Casey Musgraves <laughs> right you know? that's what I mean I mean you need to be very disabused of that which you know I'm not saying he yeah had roaring success but wasn't disabused enough no. As you or I were, you know, right? weren't wasn't plagued enough with self doubt mm-hmm. because of lack of traction, you know. Yeah, I th- I think it's probably in the best interest of most creative people or serious creative people to 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 be really bad at it for for not bad at it to fail for ten years. Yeah, that that sounds like something you would say on a podcast, <laughs> um, but it's true it's like no i agree i think i think it's good to be disabused of that delusion you know well just just to toil in obscurity and to have to answer some hard questions for yourself along the way and he is probably on that journey as he could be doesn't i don't know i don't know i i don't know if he has the he has the the depth 
I don't, I don't. He doesn't seem like the sharpest tool in the shed. It's not even in an intelligence thing i think it is well but i, I think <laughs> that's part of it that's a big part of it <laughs> but i think more the thing in the way and then you could find out if that's also in the way is the prison of masculinity oh yeah that's that's the probably biggest factor and that's his chief foible is like dude drop it right this masculine like the it's especially in the writing itself right as as and he's probably not even aware that he's doing it, but but it's this aping of Hemingway, you know, mm-hmm. like this, like trying to be modern Hemingway, um, just like gruff. But you're not you're not saying anything that's actually tough, edgy. You're not describing any experience that's actually challenging or scary or macho yeah he's not just, like Hemingway. it's just like he didn't go shoot a marlin in the head like hemingway he didn't go cl- crash a plane in africa <laughs> yeah. three times did you know hemingway was in three separate plane crashes in his life no but that sounds right um no and uh it's just like it's like using this sort of terse language and a certain type of observational um like remove you know like if I can describe this event and appear as if I, you know, have this masculine distance from it, then that is going to come off as the most attractive voice, the most compelling literary voice that this person can imagine is like being cool, yeah. being a, being manly and cool. Yeah. Like, right. like that, that's, interesting to read like is what what why why would that be interesting to read right. like unless you're actually describing something that's actually interesting yeah you know like the actual subject matter of what you're saying when usually what he's saying is just like you just gotta sit down and do the work <laughs> you know <laughs> sometimes you just gotta you just Buck gotta up, get your buddy. you just gotta sit your ass in the chair and do and do the damn work sit your ass down and then you and then you you uh I think I'm gonna make shoe, shoehorn in <laughs> shoehorn in a a like a little parable about like your dad going to work yeah. you know when you were when you were twelve yeah. like when he didn't want to go to work and you say like I do the same thing but I'm a writer right he would put on his tool belt <laughs> I put on my the lumbar support on my computer chair I I log in. To my Slack, to my um, my Google t- keychain that logs me into all of my other Yeah, my dad had to take a, a train to a bus and then hop on a ferry. Well, I have to t- two-factor authenticate. And... <laughs> my, my, my grandfather had a key ring with 50 keys on it as, as, a, as a janitor <laughs> at, the old, at the old rail yard. I have to log into six different email accounts that does suck okay yeah that's true it's worse (laughs) it's worse because there's something nice about turning a key (laughs) in a lock there's nothing satisfying about logging into an email account i felt the cold key in my finger (laughs) and the click of the thing right or the or the like the classic instagram anecdote style of like i was sitting in a bar by myself just biding my time passing through town friendly stranger turned and talked to me what you drinking 
<laughs> it was my second vodka martini. It had been a rough day. Too much thinking about my ex. <laughs> and then, you know, 500 words later, it's nice to talk to strangers. That's the moral of the story at the end of the day. Get off your phone. Just get off your dang phone and what? talk to talk to somebody. Yeah. Damn, so true. So true. So so true. Are you painting? I'm trying. I'm I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Cool. I'm a, I'm suffocated by work. Languishing. My talent is languishing. The world is deprived. That's, that's not how t- talent works. Because of my job. What What do you mean your talent is languishing? I'm saying the world is deprived of my talent. Oh, I thought... Because I have to pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> I thought... It's so I... fucked up. It's so messed up that the world is deprived of your art. Um, I thought you I thought you meant languish. I I guess I didn't know what languish. I don't know what languishing. Meant. No, I think you're using it. Is it like a raisin in the sun? Is that right? I think it is kind of similar. Yeah, languishing maybe kind of just like um, like laying apathetically in wait. Yes. Um, I'm looking for. I was reading, I did I did a little trip this weekend, a little retreat up to the mountains that I wanted to be a two-night retreat, but didn't want to get snowed in again because that happened two weeks ago. Being snowed in is something that I think everybody should experience, like in a true, like truly kind of treacherous, like high alpine situation, Yeah. because it is kind of unlike anything I've ever experienced, like just the sheer volume of snow and the intensity of that weather it's pretty scary but but then you just have to you just have to wait it out is ultimately what it comes down to and you and you wait it out and it's one of those you know nature and weather have bigger plans god has bigger plans right ben um but this time i was like i'm not getting snowed in this cabin i'm not having it i had one night where i was just reading this little jeff tweedy book and you know you're like I'm like, it was great. It was like nice little reflections on creativity and playing my guitar a little bit. I'm like, I can't do this two nights in a row. <laughs> so you uh, started up the tundra. Rum. No, I. But I, I'm not gonna lie to you. This this winter is the first time I've thought I I might need to get a truck. If, you might need to get an all wheel drive car. I know, at least I know. But I don't know. I don't know. You've been out on the edge. Right. I've been on the edge, but I like going on the edge a little bit. That's yeah. the whole part of the fun of living here yep. is getting to do that a couple times a year and but those times when you do it you don't want to be worried the whole time that you're gonna die true um yes. Yes. so i can't find it but i but jeff tweedy is a beautiful writer as as we have established what before does, what has he ever written uh does the song Jesus don't cry. Jesus don't cry. Jesus etc. Come to mind. Oh dang it! Impossible Germany much? <laughs> um, no, I I don't mean songwriter. He's 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 a great prose writer as well, and he has this new book out called The World Within a Song, that's just like little vignettes of different songs that he loved growing up and his reflections on them and how they sort of shaped his sensibility and. I can't find it right now, but he but he had a really beautiful line in there. Maybe maybe I'll pull it up 
if we can if you can talk for a minute okay all right all right no problem uh, i'm just gonna tell you what's happening in roku city right now <laughs> Nothing. There's a movie playing, and on the marquee, it says free movies and TV. Cool. An ad for Suncoast with... Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. And some other folks. Okay. That's enough of that. Okay. Um, so... He says... He's talking about songwriting. And... You know, maybe maybe it's a, you know, he's trying to get the lyrics to interact in a way with his guitar playing or with the melody of, of the instrumentation and stuff like that or whatever it is. And he's a very poetic writer, but he says he has this really interesting little chapter that's like two pages long and it's quite brilliant. It's quite smart. He's, he's writing about Randy Newman. And Randy Newman, you know, is this like legendary songwriter, total like avant-garde weirdo. I don't know if you knew that, but like he's incredibly well respected as a, as a musician. He didn't just write "You Got a Friend in Me." Yeah, I know. Great song. I know that. But I, I he has all of his avant-garde stuff too. <laughs> his 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 um, Newman-esque stuff. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, have you, you like the song "Short People"? You ever heard that? Mm. So it's like it's it's this song that came out in like like 1980 or something like that, and the chorus of the song is literally, "Short people have no reason to live. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live." And it's 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 irony and sat it's irony, right? It's satire, and the, and I didn't know this, but like Tweety kind of explains it that Newman's intent with this song was to embody the voice of a prejudiced person mm -hmm. right and to like musically enact the absurdity of prejudice and of racism right mm -hmm. what if i wrote a song that was like sing-songy in the voice of a person who hates somebody for the way that they look right so but tweety is basically like reflecting on this and saying like that this artistically isn't enough Right, that like it doesn't, like the intent does not necessarily justify the effect in that particular case. Yeah, because of the like the impact that the song had, right? Where which was like people thought it was fucking hilarious because they thought it was making fun of short people, right? So it's like that classic question of like satire. My dog's chewing on some stuff. It came um, through really loud. Yeah, so so like we've talked about this before, like. If if there's a if there's satire that some people don't understand is intended to expose prejudice, but people interpret it wrong, does that mean it's a failure as a work of art, mm -hmm. right? Like in the way that The Wolf of Wall Street is interpreted by frat bros as the sickest movie ever about being a baller who gets paid and has sex with prostitutes. Yeah. Right. So like, is Scorsese? Did he make? too good or too bad of a satire that it was misinterpreted right mm -hmm. i'm not answering that question i'm just raising it but he's talking about that divide between between like musical intent and the reception of a message and like the way that music itself is like 
you can have a synthesis of so many different things at once. But the turn of phrase that he uses I love is, okay, so he says, I think about it often when I'm trying to get a recording working, excuse me, when I'm trying to get a recording I'm working on to tell the listener where to look when the words alone can't. So the music tells you where to look. The words are aiding aiding in some way, but it's telling you where to look and, and where to un, where to perceive, right? Which is like what he's saying, like Randy Newman's song fails to do. Right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't tell the, he doesn't sing to the listener where to look to understand. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. He says, and then he says, okay, so when I'm when I'm trying to tell tell the listener where to look, when the words alone can't, when I'm trying my best to get people to look at the river but think of the sea and that's in the song as the chorus of that song says right he's talking about a different song to think of no to look at the river but think of the sea Hmm. i thought that was like the most amazing expression of the process of art making or of of a lot of creativity in general say for painting i don't know if that's the case for you because i think people approach art differently and, and then when words words are involved it's also different but to look at the river but think of the sea that's roomy-esque mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. anyway i thought that was, i thought that was dope yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't think jeff tweedy look at this google he's a mess He's a mess. You got messy hair. Cut your hair. Yeah. I recently watched, rewatched uh, the first season of Southside, which he has a cameo in. That's right. And then in the third season, Chance the Rapper shows up. Really? Yeah. Good cameo? <laughs> he really goes for it. Hmm. He's really high energy, which is kind of good. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. Kind of funny? Yeah. You're like... Wow. I watched like one episode and I, I plan to watch more, but there was a uh, cameo. There's a Bulls player who was, who was on one of the episodes. Michael Jordan? No. Scotty Pippen? Ayo Dusunmu. He's like in one scene, It's it, I, which I think is really funny to like put some, like he's he's a player. He's like just in the corner of the scene. They're like, yo, is that Ayo like from the Bulls? And he's just like, yo, what's up? And then that's the end of the scene. <laughs> it's a funny show. What show? Southside. Oh, it was on Southside. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. he's the the players from the South. He's from Southside Chicago. And he plays in the Bulls. Oh yeah. Is it when they're at the impound lot? Yes. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It's been it's been what eight months since our last episode. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Probably more than that. No, I think I think that sounds about right. Okay. Anything else? Final predictions for tomorrow. Right, let's get our bets on the table here. All right. Let's put let's put something on the table for real. Let's bet. Let's make a bet right now. <laughs> not not for money. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I bet. What do we say? Who wins? 
How does betting work? Right. What are they doing on those <laughs> you're, apps? You're betting on a lot of different things if you're doing one of those apps. But, um, okay, we'll bet on... Well, Kevin Hart told me my first bet is free. <laughs> That's how they get you. Who's your bet to win? Who do you take? <laughs> um, I guess I'll take the Niners. And I'll take the Chiefs. Oh, boy. Okay, so... What what's at stake? What's on the table? A steak dinner. <laughs> you take me to a steak dinner, and I order whatever I want. Surf and turf. Surf and turf. Um. Hell, I don't know. What else? What else can you bet? Something, something for this, for our next episode. For the podcast that right, happens on the next house. episode. No, I win. I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that anyway. Um, no, like for example, you know, there's there's like uh, people in fantasy leagues. They'll always do like a bet for who, like loser of the league or something like that. Like some guys I knew, I wasn't in the league. Inside joke, I wasn't a part of. But um, the loser of the fantasy league had to take the ACT. That is such a freaking hassle. <laughs> I don't know if he ended up doing it. You can probably just like take one online, you know. Yeah. Like a practice one. Still take a while. Yeah, it'd take four hours. Yeah. Four or five hours. But still. He had to do it. We're not talking something like that. Next episode, this person has to Pick their top five paintings ever made, and that's it. Didn't you just dismiss the idea of ranking paintings? That's why this is a bet that you don't okay. want to have to do. Fine. Fine. Okay. I yeah. will debase myself to pick your by listing the, five and, and, and they're not your favorites. <laughs> These are the top five paintings ever created with pigment and uh, whatever else is in paint. Okay. Okay. That's the bet. We should have a Super Bowl of paintings. (laughs) That's what it is. The Super Bowl of paintings. We can try right now. We could say that. (laughs) Why don't we do that for March Madness? We'll do a whole... A bracket? A bracket of paintings. Okay, so then... All right, so let's... That's fine. So so there's no bet. Is that what we're saying? Okay, there's no bet. We'll forget it. <laughs> I'll bring a bottle of wine next. The loser brings a bottle of wine for the next episode. Okay. Okay. Josh. Ne- Josh lo- or better. Lo- loser brings the Josh. Josh or better. <laughs> Josh or better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. That Maybe we'll go, go out on that. So if the... Patriots or the Chiefs, and I'm making an analogy here, Patriots or Chiefs or the 90s Cowboys are the greatest football teams of all time. Who is the greatest artist of all time? Whoa. If Brady is the greatest quarterback or Mahomes is the greatest quarterback, and I'm going to cut out musicians from this, 
cutting out writers too. Yeah, that's not that's not art. <laughs> okay, the greatest visual artist of all time. Okay, you have to answer this right now. We both. Oh, do. right now. We both do. Oh, okay. This is how we're ending the episode. <laughs> <laughs> You can think about it. You can process. You can verbally process. What does it look like I'm doing? What's your answer? Um, I have. To, I'm kind of evaluating, thinking of my criteria right now, right? Like, Just say Caravaggio. I'm not going to say Caravaggio. No, you want to. I'm actually not going to say Caravaggio. That's what you thought. <laughs> you thought I was going to say Caravaggio. I might say it before you can. Go ahead, say it. Picasso. Damn it. <laughs> Nameless hominid <laughs> cave painter in the Iberian Peninsula. Okay. Probably not one just single guy though. <laughs> right? Or girl. Boom. Touche. <laughs> okay. Is that your final I'll answer? I'll take Saison. I'll take Saison. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's a good answer. All right. Well, the Super Bowl of painters, Picasso versus Cezanne. And tomorrow they will, will win. They will duke it out. <laughs> Which has the, the greatest works of deconstruction and abstraction and has the longest resume of, of broken relationships. And, and, <laughs> Who was the and, bigger dick? Yeah. And, and womanizing. Yeah. I think Picasso wins that category. Probably, yes, for sure. Yeah. If only because he was richer in his lifetime. I think he was also kind of crazier, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was from Spain. <laughs> he was a madman. He was like a bull. <laughs> like he was a, a luchador. No, that's a wrestler. What am I thinking? A matador. <laughs> a matador with the paintbrush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's probably uh, all we got. Cool. See you at the game. See you at the bum, game. Bum, bum, bum. Take me out. Bum 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 bum. Dun 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 d